1: Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I am Russell Tovey. And I'm Robert Diamond, And this is TalkArt.
2: Welcome to
1: TalkArt. How are you, Rob?
2: I am feeling like I am bathed in incredible colour. Oh! And it's resonating all around me. That's the I only word that. I can... I can see it. You can see it, kind of. It's you? like an aura around you. It is, but it's. A, it feels like the colours are vibrating around me. Wow. And this is the most extraordinary exhibition because today we have a tour car exclusive. exclusive. We are in central London. I've actually come up from Margate just to do this. Yes. And we are in a Covent Garden, kind of central London. How do you describe this area, Ross?
1: Like Piccadilly kind of It's area. off Piccadilly. It's on Headon Street. Headon Street. And it's um, upstairs, one floor from the street below. And I think I remember as a kid going to... A club here called Strawberry Moons really moons ago
2: I, I is th- it still there I don't no, know I think it's, I called, it's called the, the tank so. and paddle now really
1: yeah that was my childhood and this
2: is also a street where Sadie Coles used to have her gallery and no. today we're at another leading female gallerist who is a pioneer yep. uh, Pippi Holdsworth mm-hmm. and uh she recently actually showed another guest we had, uh, Cassina Moda's work. I think last year. Yep. And this year, I think this is one of the best shows I that agree. has I've seen. I mean, yep. it's extraordinary. And we spent the last hour um, sat in here and. The longer I've spent in this room, like sitting in here, they've kind of revealed themselves. Totally the revealed paintings themselves. have kind of they 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 feel alive and they constantly are evolving. And I'm just so yeah. excited. So our guest is a painter. Obviously. Our guest is a painter, and I'm going to introduce her now. But we would like to welcome to talk art, Jyadeep
3: Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good. Yes. This this is like weird because you guys have been in my studio. Really? Like, yeah, I've been listening to your podcast oh, over lockdown. You? Yeah. So you
1: you listen to music I've researched as well when you make mm-hmm. your paintings. So our podcast as well. You've been making paintings with. oh,
3: uh, yeah. Well, so I could there say be some I of make, us in these paintings? Well, basically, lockdown does <laughs> something strange. I think my, the music I listen to is so dramatic that it can be a bit overwhelming. Like what? Kind of. <laughs> I listen to a lot of soundtracks, but. The more I love dramatic soundtracks, end yes. of Yes, like,
1: like Thomas Newman yeah, 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 yeah. or like John Williams, exactly. the Harry Potter.
3: Yes, uh, it's my favourite. The like, Harry Potter genre, one. Genre yes.
1: so cool. <clears throat> Do you
3: um, like Philip Glass? Yes, I love Philip Glass. I also listen to quite a few anime soundtracks, game soundtracks. Oh wow! So it's a spectrum. It's a spectrum. It's dramatic. Yeah, they make me cry, but no, in a good way. Crying's right. good. Yeah, no? yeah crying's good. <laughs> I think it's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's really good. Um, but, you know, for lockdown and how everything's been a bit more intense, I yeah. just had to break it up a bit, you yeah. know, with some podcasts and your lovely us. voices. We yep. broke oh. up your lockdown. <laughs>
2: but this, this show that we're stood in, you actually made during lockdown. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the all, whole thing. all of these shows, yeah, mm. all of these works, sorry, yeah.
1: And we've just been given a PDF and the works that we're seeing are only half of the works you made.
3: Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I made quite a few works during lockdown. Um that yeah, they're all very different i yeah. wouldn't even know how to describe them to you, but have you seen images Maybe. I've seen, on,
1: on this pdf've i I've only seen the images oh, lines, we've okay okay yeah but they but you say that you they 're all very different, but you have a commonality in your language, which the more you get to know your practice and your work, you can spot when it 's a jade piece
3: oh thank you
1: can you you can see that yourself you can you see your motifs that are going through them?
3: Uh, yeah, I see myself in my work, but I think that I'm constantly fluctuating and changing as a person, which I think is why, to me, they all seem so different from one another. Mm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Theory?
1: I agree, yeah. <laughs> but they're, 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 so, talking about you, so they are autobiographical, and we're looking at mm. abstract paintings that aren't, uh, on the surface, figurative, but yet there is such uh, an energy of the figure mm. within these scapes, these don't contain, on the surface, figures, but these are a very figurative-based abstract
3: practice. Oh, yeah. I mean, I do see all painting, but mine particularly as on a spectrum. So if abstraction's on one end, figurative is on the other, yeah. then they all sit somewhere in between. So some can feel more abstract than others, some yeah. reveal more than others. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you.
1: Yeah,
2: I think for me as well is the elements of nature and this work was weirdly the one that I didn't sort of see when I first walked in the room whereas I think it was Russell's first connection so for him he connected with that but when I walked in the room it was the the white painting there of the kind of face like with the neck and the chin yeah with the and that was the one that I was looking at so for some reason my eye didn't go on this one Mm. and then the longer we were sitting in the room this deep purple I'll post an image on Instagram but it just started to literally talk to me. It's like it's moving or something. Like it's <laughs> like it's alive. And there's something about nature within it which started to really kind of reveal itself. The longer I was looking at it, kind of like flowers or I don't know. They're not actually there. I don't even think it's like kind of a well. I know, I disagree. But I think I...
1: they are there. I feel like in this one, there's definitely pronounced floral situations oh, yeah, like going on. That I feel yeah. like I find that one. And knowing you is it has a Japanese feel to it the kind of the the flora that's going through Mm. flora and fauna through that painting
3: i mean yeah i mean that's how you see it i'm just gonna (laughs) let you do that but um i would say that a lot of my life flows into my paintings so you know i do look watch a lot of japanese animations i go there a lot and so i think it it naturally flows into the work and it's funny you say flowers because during lockdown I was buying a lot of flowers so I'm not surprised that you might see those elements but I think they for ha- your
1: paintings or just for no
3: just because I wanted, wanted some color nice. in my life got it um and I think that I think that the way I paint at least but I think life flows very naturally into the work if you see something every day even subconsciously it can be a part of the work. And Mm. I'm not going to lie though, consciously in that painting, yes. There is. But the only reason why I wanted to say that is because um, I had gone to a flower shop Um, on my high street. I'm not going to say where, so people can't find me. Mm -hmm, No sorrows. You
2: still get the flowers. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Um, And I just started making my own arrangement, and I made one for the house, and I made one for the studio, and I was working on this painting.
1: Can I just stop you there? What are you like at flower arranging? Are you a natural flower, floral arranger, or is it a bit of a struggle?
3: I think that I am a natural jade arranger. Oh, I like that. And I think... If I like it, it's good enough for me.
1: Very good. Very good. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice ethos, yes.
3: But I just had them on the table for a while, and but in line with this painting. Um, oh, right. Uh, my, wait, oh, gosh, I'm going to mess up my own title, aren't I? Um, there exists a glorious world, its name, The Land of Sustainable Burdens, that painting... Um, for a while, these flowers were just in eyeline. And I have, we call it my studio throne. It's just an armchair that I always sit in. Your
2: throne? (laughs) I love that.
3: It's my, the people that help me call call it my throne. No, maybe I'm misquoting. I think I've called it my throne too. (laughs) But... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Everyone else calls it a throne, I don't. It's just, it's just, it's just my big padded gold chair. So really, really casual. Yeah, it, it's it
3: makes me feel good about myself, so yeah. I call it a throne. I but it's just, it's just a wonderful armchair. But I was sitting back in it for a while, and these, this fla- these flowers that I'd arranged were constantly in eyeline with this work I was currently making. Mm. And the palette, and I think what was interesting, what I noticed is that the palette of the flower arrangement was the same as this painting. Nice. And, I think, and I think that it can work both ways. You can have um, things you... Painting can flow back into your life too. Memory. Yeah, memory. Mm-hmm. Memory can flow back into your life too. And you... And it just... The positioning of these flowers on the table completely... They felt part of the painting. So mm. I was like, yeah, they but belong there's,
1: there. There's a me- there is a memory beyond the flowers in this as well? Because mm. then colour invokes memory for you.
3: Yeah, I think colour invokes memory for me through a modelling of experiences, shall we say. Um, I, I ch- make a lot of decisions through colour and I'm very picky about colour as well, you know. And so when I look at my paintings, the whole, like, concoction that's happening on the surface is mm. a really intense intertwined like pool of various memories um, so I'm not even sure if I can extract you know um, very specific memories oh, you where. can't. I was just
1: about to ask you that can you look at that painting and feel a moment in your life I know you've got the flowers obviously from the studio <laughs> but beyond that is there anything in there where you're like that reminds me of this time or that I know that feeling or when that hurt or that felt good
3: I think what's interesting about the work is that no matter how much you try to um, or how much you let memories flow into the work they always collide with the present but so the whole to me when i look at a pain, painting that i've just made it's not just about the past it's also about now right how do you perceive that time how do you perceive all those elements that are going mm. in now and i think that's when they become quite reflective to me of myself so I'd never look at a painting and, and think, oh, this reminds me of this time.
1: I think you will retrospectively oh, with yeah, these yeah, yeah, because yeah. these are a time capsule for your anxiety Definitely. at that's, the That's moment. interesting,
2: though. So they're very like present works for you in many ways.
3: They're very present past... I'm not going to say future because I don't know what that is, Yeah. Yeah, 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 they are. And you're right, I do describe my paintings as a diary of my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to look at it retrospectively. And me, only been going for like three years now, mm. it's not a lot. So <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm looking back at yet. What is
1: that, what is that like for you? You're in it, Jade. <laughs> I'm what in is it. that like for you, Jade, as, as only three years in the game and you're killing it and you have such attention on you and you are the youngest ever artist in the Tate collection and. What, what does that pressure do to you as an artist and as a person? How does that feel?
3: Um, I think all you can do is just go with the flow. Yeah. I think that when I started this whole thing with my first show in 2017, I think it was now, um, you know, and it was only like five months or six months after graduating, um, I just did it. And then after that, things kept happening, really positive things. But because of that, I don't think I've ever really... It's never really sank, sunk in. Mm-hmm. I just find myself going with the flow. Yeah. And I still am. And so I try not to think about it. I don't think it's important. I think pressure can only get to you if you start to overthink it. I'm not going to lie. There have been times where it, it can be a lot. But that's why mm. I have help now. I think that you can't do everything on your own. There was a time when I was doing my own finances, all my emails, and painting. I only got help like a year ago. So, right. So... Um, yeah, but I, I just have... My way of living through life, or at least the way... I, what I learned from my first show, and how I dealt with anxiety as well, is, like, you can't worry about something that hasn't happened yet. Right. And I had to really train myself to just release, because otherwise I wouldn't be able to do anything. And now I just get on with it, and maybe it's... An even I Sometimes I wonder... I'm a bit of a workaholic now
1: (laughs) well you know what I I keep saying this all the time but sometimes work is more fun than fun and that that came from Stephen Fry told me that and it's a Noel Coward quote Mm. and I think that it's true that work is fun and if you are like in love with what you do then how can it be work in some I mean, ways?
3: my work is my life it yeah. literally is the way and you I like process your you like your
1: paintings yeah. like when you've completed Did you your, say i like my paintings? you like your oh, own I love work. my paintings
3: do you yeah <laughs> of course i love my paintings but i also love myself so good yeah.
2: So how do you feel, like, for example, this show, the works have all been placed, so how do you feel when they've gone to a new home and they're no longer yours, like, to, to have in your studio? Do they... I, I know you did keep one, though, which we can talk about, but mm. but how does that feel? Are you OK when you have to let them go? Um,
3: you know, I think I got used to it. Also, when every work is so different, you kind of find you want to keep them all, and it's not...
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: but I'll tell you, I see my paintings as my babies, and honestly, if I had, like a hundred babies I'd get rid of them too it's a lot it's to a look lot at it's a lot of food <laughs> a lot of a lot things of... to
1: look after <laughs> yeah. a lot of babies to look after it's, <laughs> it's a lot of thing. driving around for clubs <laughs> yeah. after school and stuff isn't <laughs> yeah. It?
3: Yeah. maybe get rid of is harsh what I mean is like, I think that sometimes to move on you need to let things go you keep yes. worked around
1: though to kind of comment on the new work you don't like clear your studio out you have pieces there you're always referencing because
3: yeah, the way i paint is i respond to the last work i've done as well so mm. i like to have work in the studio just but i like to have work in the studio like i like to have plants in my studio i like to have cuddly toys in my studios and cuddly and, toys yes cuddly toys. What cuddly
1: toys have you got in your studio Jedha? there's panda what's pa- the panda's name panda Oh, nice, good.
2: <laughs> and are these, are these That's good? Are these That's fresh? Yeah. Is, is, is panda a, a Japanese toy?
3: Panda is not. Panda I've had since I was a kid. Oh, cool. Yeah, so um, my mum wanted to get rid of our cuddly toys. I am like, mm, excuse no, me. No, no, no. Not happening.
2: <laughs> They're coming with me.
3: But even before that, I kept cuddly toys in my um, studio. And we have a rule with panda: panda's always on a chair. If you take Panda off the chair, then off you the throne
1: should... or his own chair? No,
3: he has his own chair. Of course, now I have a throne. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you take Panda off the chair, yeah. then you can join him on the floor. Like, wow. yeah, wow, I treat cuddly toys so he's, with respect.
1: He's, he's top of the pecking order. Panda, <laughs> is, is Panda in any of these paintings anywhere?
3: I don't know. Well, I, I
2: you do know. Can I say something? <laughs> if we go to this painting here, I thought there was. I thought I saw. I thought some you saw kind a panda, did you? No, not, not no, a here panda in a throne. I thought here in the orange, there was like a little character poking through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like there is characters. Through. There is yeah. like
1: figures and and items of clothing. There, I kind of see a pair of stilettos that have been left at, at somewhere in the middle of a field. You do
2: seem to project a lot into these works. It's really, I've never seen him project so much into work. It's fascinating, though, that they're that open mm-hmm. for him to sort of has his, his own.
1: You know, you like that though. You like people I, looking into your work. Like I that. think
3: openness is the most beautiful thing in life. Like, I just, I think they're open to me as well. I, I also find myself constantly seeing new things, even though I painted them myself. And I think that painting can reveal a lot about ourselves. So, every time you look at a painting and you think, "Oh, I'm seeing this," question why you see it, because I think it reveals a lot about you. Yeah, And that's what I hope my paintings do for people, reveal a lot about themselves through my own experience.
1: Yeah, amazing. What do you think these reveal about you, then, your work?
3: What do they reveal about me? I'm intense. <laughs> 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 I don't know, actually. What do they reveal about me? I think the questioning is, like, ongoing. You know, I think that's easy... Mm, that's a really good question. Thanks. Yeah, that's. What... <laughs> I mean, I, I've
2: never met you until today, and my whole vibe of meeting you is what a positive, sort of vital human being you You're are. A rock like star. you have incredible oh. positivity though and kindness, and I, I feel that in the work though. Oh, and there's a generosity you. in the work that I oh. totally like connect with. I think it's really special. Oh, thank And you. it's interesting because Russ was stood in front of that painting there that has this kind of central. Um, shape of kind of like white, which Russ thought might be a bed or something. And Pippi was pillow, talking yeah. about it being a pillow. And it was really interesting, though, hearing you talk about it because Russ was talking about like the past. No, but I and, saw like, it.
1: I saw in the middle of this painting is the source of life, is the woman's genitalia. Maybe I'm seeing something. No, there. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, this, it was this, really this, this symbol here, this, this <laughs> motif in the middle here, to me, was like an abstracted version of the woman. And then you've got the body around the woman, so it has this kind of big voluptuous and there's like fingers there on the legs. And then Pippi said, Oh no, but it's like there's like a, a pillow in there of a bed. And I'm like, wow, this, this bed has seen a lot of action. There is a lot there is a <laughs> lot there is a it's
3: lot a pi- <laughs> You know, it amazes me the things that people see. Yeah um, but no, Pippi's right, like the but the thing is, the way that she's talking about the pillow, it's just as a base. The, the mm. pillow, there's a pillow that um, my partner, when we were, first started dating and we were um, doing distance, um, and on webcam he always had this pillow behind him, um, and it just imprinted on my memory. Wow. Yeah. So, so that's, that's
1: there. So you didn't answer though, you didn't answer, what did these reveal about yourself? Or
2: is that I, something think,
3: I think, I thought about it, and I think that only someone else can tell me actually. Mm. I don't think you can ever see yourself clearly. I think that's why I paint. I paint so it's like I can't look at myself without a mirror. It's the Mm. same thing. So I guess these paintings are mirrors for me to kind of understand myself but it also feels like a funny game because I also believe that yesterday's me is not today's me so I might Mm. see myself for a brief moment and that's why I write because I have moments where I'm like oh I've
1: got it. What do you write?
3: I just let my thoughts spill on I think a lot. I think a lot. Yeah, I same. just let everything pour out wherever you improvise
1: I can. on the page basically in a monologue. Yeah. Your interior. Yeah,
3: I have internal monologues and become external. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I do
2: when I write. Is <laughs> um, yeah. writing something you want to explore further then?
3: Um I just go with the flow, honestly. Yeah. Um I enjoy it and I'm willing to share it. I don't know what you mean by go further though. Because well, I don't know.
2: Like, do you, well, do you have a mission to like a write a book or, or write a
1: song and record it, or?
3: I mean, yeah. Why not? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, why
3: not? I mean, yeah. I think I did do a piece of writing called Imagination that um, is coming out on radio with Peer and
1: Peer Gallery, I... where you had a show, yeah.
3: Oh, it's called. <laughs> yeah, start that one again. Yeah, go on. <laughs> um, yeah, I I'm um, I did a piece of writing called Imagination, and it's gonna be. Um, I recorded myself reading it out, and it will be shared. It's called Studio Audio. I think Phila and a few other artists are in it. Oh, great. Um, and it's a collaboration between Pierre and Iker. I hope I've got that right.
1: I right, know. so where, where can people hear this then? Um, it
3: comes out at the end of the month. Right.
2: And um, is it on, online? I
3: guess. That's a good question.
2: Yeah. Well, we can find out. And we will. <laughs> yeah, once we find <laughs> out, we will post on our Instagram. Yeah. So when, when did you first start actually making, like... Um, work did, did you draw as a child or were you have you always been creative in that sense uh,
3: when i was a kid i did enjoy drawing i only drew hippos or i designed my fashion line for the far far future this is when i was like five or six
1: she didn't draw the panda you drew a hippo
3: Yeah, hippos are my favorite animal are how, did panda, fe- how right.
1: did panda feel about that no, huh? how did panda feel about that
3: panda can just panda just gotta get on with his life yeah yeah panda,
1: panda, panda's <laughs> got <laughs> a deal okay?
3: exactly. you're my
1: panda but i'm drawing hippos but why, why
3: why Why are hippos your favourite? Um, because I, since I was, I think I got it when I was born. I have a cuddly toy called Teddy and she's a very small hippo. Oh. And she is and was my best friend. Yeah. And, you know, at some point I started like just collecting more hippos because I believe Teddy needed more friends. And I think when you're that close to something, you know, it becomes a part of you. That's why I love hippos so much. Is Teddy in your studio? Teddy's sometimes in my studio, sometimes in my bed. She can come wherever she can fit in my bag. So yeah.
2: good. <laughs> and and you, so you began drawing hippos. And then that it was led. Nice,
3: like, five yeah, when you six were five. Years. Yeah, but then it wasn't two
1: years.
2: Ago. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but I'm just intrigued because the paintings to me feel like drawing has influenced the painting as well. And I feel like with your mm. new body of work, I know that there is like a kind of oil stick crayon that was a new development yeah. in it. So I, for me, you know, having experienced this exhibition today, that's mm. I've been thinking a lot about drawing.
3: Yeah. So actually, you know, until I only started drawing intensely when I got back from Japan in 2016. Mm -hmm. I went there for exchange. But then I drew heavily during lockdown. Like, my first month was only drawing. Really? Yeah, with pastels. On paper um, or...?
1: or?
2: Yeah,
3: in these little notebooks. I have have quite a few of them now. And they were just... Now I feel like they were anxiety. (laughs) When I look back, I was just obsessed with this motion of going back and forth with something in my hand. And so when I came back to the studio... Um, I still wanted to, I still needed that movement in my life and it didn't feel as natural with a paintbrush. Um, So I was just like, why not just pick up the pastels and put them straight onto the canvas?
1: I guess there's a correlation with the writing, the interiority, Mm. again, just getting it out, having to leave your body and have it as an exterior existence.
3: Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, you know, I say they were... A form of anxiety, probably. Who knows? But I don't think that's a bad thing either. I think you know, as as
1: artists, you channel whatever it is in the world is happening, and anxiety is a big kind of like medium for all of us. But also, did
2: you have anxiety from the idea that? Because with lockdown, when it first came, none of us knew what it meant. So you must, as an artist, like if you're painting a lot, no. But I'm talking about it's gone now. Like the first the first experience Mm. we had of a lockdown. What I mean is you. You probably, were you thinking, oh, I'm not going to be able to go to the studio, I'm not going to be able to make my paintings? So maybe that was... Mm,
3: I think my anxiety was, what if tomorrow I get a call and one of my family members aren't okay? Right, right. Like, it was more that I'd never experienced that before. And as time went on, I felt, you know, we all, I think I adapted and I think we're all trying to at least adapt if we can. Um, but it's when I reflect now that I would call that period, an anxious state that I couldn't really relate. I just couldn't see at the time because I was enjoying drawing so much. Mm. But it allowed me to get that energy out. But then as drawings themselves, they were also the first time I worked with oil pastel mm. because they were just lying around um, in my house. And then they became this wonderful play on colour. So I got excited by oil pastels and then I decided to order um, this whole set, or pastels. I'm not going to say the name. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm keep don't.
1: it keep it close to your chest. <laughs> oh, you found your perfect one, so you don't want them to like.
3: Be no, 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 no. No, no. I was like, I hope Snellier will someday send me some free pastels because I get through <laughs> boxes and boxes. Um, no, it's cool. <laughs> but. Um, Yeah, so I just ordered a whole... I actually do recommend them a lot.
2: These pastel crayons, like, they were really important to you. Is it because of the vibrancy of the colours?
3: I think what it did is that... So in this set, there's between 200 and 300 different colours. you've got them all? I've got a few boxes of the same colours over and over again. Yeah. And because, you know, I wanted more colours, I was just like, okay, I'll go for the whole range. Um, And then... But what is wonderful is that when you have that many colors in front of you it's instinctual to pick one up and that's what it did it opened up my palette it opened my, my palette a lot and that's why i think these paintings are so any colors vibrant. You've,
1: you've avoided you've any not gone colors near. i'd
3: avoided or even i think the oh, have you is there any oh that? there are any colors i've avoided no you've no, used I
1: every single one of them colors at some point at somewhere. some point yeah wow.
3: and if i noticed that the tip of a, of one of the pastels is not yet worn down so it's unused. I'll make sure to pick it up. That's good. Wow, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. So it kind
2: of opened up a new Dialogue, discovery for you yeah. with hmm. your palette. That's yeah. so
1: interesting. What does cool. a success look like to you and what does a mistake look like to you? A
3: success. A success. What do you mean a success in what context? In the oh. fact
1: that you look at that painting and go that's a successful painting. Or you look at that section, you go, that's a successful s- section. Oh, okay. Or you look at it and go, that's a mistake, that's a mistake. Do they exist?
3: Mistakes, success, I don't know. It's quite either or, isn't it? I don't think it's either or. I, I know when I'm enjoying my painting. How when do you I can't know? stop looking you know? at my own work, right. I know it's energizing me, it's doing something. That's when I know when to stop. If I keep my, turning my head and I'm like, ooh. I don't even know what I'm oohing at. But I think I have the same experience of looking at my own work as others might do because they are so open. I don't necessarily see them until they're done. And I don't know if I've ever really made a mistake because I don't want to call them mistakes because I've only figured out how to paint like this by accidents. (laughs) accidents. And then trying to... Happy accidents. Happy accidents and... Working with them and trying to resolve them and realizing I don't need to resolve them and they've actually become a decision so I don't know if, if I... I don't want to say I make mistakes because I actually enjoy them and I think yeah. they've made me understand a lot about painting. Yeah. Amazing.
2: The other thing I really connected to is the physicality of these works. And I heard that you paint them when they're on the wall already stretched and you can really feel some sort of relationship to well, the I, body. I was
1: saying to you earlier, how do you define an action painting? Oh, yes, exactly. Would you say that you were... Would you say you're an action painter, the way that Jackson Pollock goes into a trance-like state, and it's very physical, and there's a very performative energy? <laughs> it's very grand,
3: isn't it? <laughs> I th- no, I just think you're going to realise what kind of person I am when I tell you that I don't label myself. I don't I don't want to define myself, because I think the work speaks for itself. Yeah. And also, I don't know... Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's my answer to that one. Um I can tell you how I paint, yes. and then you can decide what I am from right. there. But I do think, because my work deals so closely with myself, whatever that is, that immediately I start to say it's something, I'm defining something I don't even know. So, yeah, it's, it's really open here. Oh, <laughs> so, I love it. Um, but when I am working, I'm really... I succumb to the paintings. I dance with them. I, I paint by touch, I paint by feel. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of movement, and and I move a lot. I dance whilst I'm painting. You
1: can feel really? that. There's <laughs> yeah. a lot of artists yeah. that do have music, musicality in their work. Mm. An artist comes to mind is Stanley Whitney, for example, who mm-hmm. listens to jazz music, and he starts from the top, and it's like they, the, the, the colours reflect on the other colour, and they, they interpret the other colour through the music, so it has a jazzy tonality yeah. to them that you can feel in your work you can feel that you are having a really good time
3: it's all, always fun yeah. I have the best parties in my studio my own. <laughs>
2: so cool <laughs> they do feel very all-consuming like I can imagine yeah, that when are. you're making a work that is the only thing in the world it's you are thinking you know what I mean yeah. like, in the sense that whereas I feel some artists might sort of take a break and go and sit down and do something else and then go back to a painting. But with you, I feel like they, I don't know this for fact, but, like, they feel to me so, like, They start and they
1: end in the same process.
3: Yes, so I, you know, I I say I have my one-hit paintings, my two-hit paintings, my three-hit paintings. This refers to, like, the layering. Um, And, you know, there are a few one-hit paintings in this show. That means they're done in one session and then there are a couple that were done in three sessions. But I think really quickly. Like, I can't...
1: You trust your instincts. I
3: trust my instinct because I also move on so quickly mm. as well. I need to Do you
1: turn them ever? Do you ever turn Always.
3: Pe- yeah. Do you, really? Yeah, I rotate them whilst I'm working. Sometimes <gasps> I don't, but it's more often that. I mean, sometimes you need a fresh perspective. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm working I start to see things. Mm. Yeah. And I don't want to be that familiar with my work until it's done, you know. Yeah. So I just disrupt that by turning them around.
1: Who are oh. your art heroes?
3: my art heroes.
1: Just, is Cy Twombly someone that you look to? You His know, line making? and.
3: I do like Cy Twombly, but I wouldn't call him my hero. Uh-huh. I'm not sure. Um, you know what? I'm about to embarrass myself. No, don't no, worry. No, not at all. Please, no, don't no, worry. No, 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 no.
1: Do. <laughs> There's no Please there. do. You embarrass yourself. I'm your hero. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> you wish. <laughs> You've got to
3: join the queue. <laughs> um, yeah, who's... You know, it's obvious to me. It's Mak- Makiko Kudo. <laughs> She's a Japanese painter. I think she shows with Tomio... Why would you be embarrassed
1: about saying her name?
3: No, no, no. I didn't answer the question in the end. I was going to ask a question that would reveal something that I think I got away with, so it's fine. Okay. Uh (laughs) 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 Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, I definitely Makiko Kudo because I've been looking at her work endlessly um, for a lot of years. I don't Mm. remember when I first discovered her, and I talk about her a lot because, honestly, she's the only person that... I can look at every single day and not get bored of.
1: And you have her work up, like posters of her work or prints of her work in Um, your studio? I actually
3: have one of her works. It's very tiny, very, very tiny. Um, It's like 30 centimetres by centimetre, 30 centimetres. But I get to see it every day in my house and it's magic. Congrats, that's amazing. Yeah, and then I have her books and, yeah, so forth. I think I only have one book, two books. Um, But her palette... It just, I never get bored. It's all the colors. It's, mm. She has a wonderful way of looking at color and piecing it together. And I always, I always I, she always gives me challenges, I think. I've always wondered, how do I isolate an area of color? It's like one of the things that frustrates me all the time. Um, how do I not let things overlap so much? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it really matters at the end of the day. I think she's like a pushing force for me. Wow. Um, and I got to meet her as well. And <laughs> she's so sweet and lovely. And I love that when you meet an artist. That Does she makes... wear
1: your work as well? Has yeah, she yeah,
3: she knows. She knows my work. Uh, Does now she and... have your work? Does she have my work? I don't think so. Right. I gladly swap for work. Yeah, um, good, good trade.
2: <laughs> thing is, when you say things, they can happen. Yeah. So I, that, know, I know, That's
3: a good thing to been, have said. <laughs> I've been really wanting to... I was meant to go to her studio um, when I was in Tokyo. And then it didn't happen because, you know, things happen. But... Um, But I I would love one day to, like, if she loves my work and I love her work, who knows what could
0: happen. So cool. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month.
2: Um. Well, um, we saw today an edition that you made um, for a UN women's charity. Oh, yeah. And it's one of the most extraordinary things I've seen. And I was so impressed by the detail of it and the kind of complexity of it as an edition because this edition is made out of fabric and it seems like it's hand-sewn almost. um, But it's just the most extraordinary... like it looks like Objects, a painting but in yeah, fabric like and the... it is stunning oh, and i i also learned a bit about what what you've done with ipads and that you've used ipads oh, yeah. to help inform the layering particularly mm-hmm. in that edition can you talk a bit about that whole process
3: um so for that edition, i use tracing paper and the ipad um i use ipads when i'm um working all the time not not unless i don't need to less less so for a one hit painting mm-hmm. um just because, you know, I use the iPad to try as many different layers as possible. So if it's not a layered work, it's, un- it's unlikely I'll use it. But, um, yeah, so what I...
1: <laughs> but you were transferring, you are transfer the iPad painting into your second hit painting or third hit painting. Oh,
3: so what I do is, when I, I get to it, I make my first layer. The moment I sit down, if I find myself hesitating i take a picture of the painting and then procreate on the ipad i just play with some layers and hide them and And mm, colors yeah yeah. and colors and so forth and what i really enjoyed about it was that it made me try different things yeah because my instinct sometimes can be to choose a color but you know when you have transparent transparent layers on the ipad and you can just you know erase and put back then you never know what other options are out there so that's how many times
1: have you gone as the ipad image that you've created you're Hmm. happy with then became a painting
3: i mean i use it a few times in between so i'll just put a color on top be like okay that's okay go up do it take another photo go back if I need it, if I want it, if I want it.
2: Yeah, so it's like a tool, yeah. like, that but can it's help. very
3: rough. It's very, very oh, rough. It's that. like yeah, yeah, yeah. just quick blurs of colour. It's you
1: and David Hockney. It's almost like <laughs> <a, a> claiming <laughs> the iPad, aren't you? Yeah. It's like a
2: kind of sketch or something. That's quite interesting. So yeah. it's a way of yeah freeing up your creativity.
3: Yeah, and I just yeah I don't like to hesitate. I feel like it's so important for my paintings to just be, and so sometimes I'm wondering, am I stepping back? Because I can't do more? Am I stepping back? Because I'm overthinking it. Mm. Sometimes when you are overthinking things, you can just let that out on something else and get t- back to it. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. That.
2: I mean, this work here that I spoke about earlier, uh, the thing I love most about it is the, the way you've used the red. Oh, like thank the, you. The kind of, it's but almost like a sort of punctuation. Of twom- that's
1: a side-twombly element for me. The red f- motif in the top left-hand corner and the line-making around that feel very... Like, there's a kind of childlike innocence in
2: the I
3: really moment. don't see
2: the side-wombly link. Don't you? Like, no, not at all.
3: Like, not, not
2: really but at that's
1: all. that's allowed, isn't it? Yeah, of Jade? course.
3: <laughs> I'm not here to tell anyone how to see anything.
1: <laughs> this one we're talking about is called Cavernous Resonance 2020, and it's oil stick, oil <sighs> and oil stick and 20. canvas, 170 by 180 centimetres. So titles mean a lot to you.
3: Oh, yes, they do.
1: So that's your writing, then?
3: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, my wi- my words are my title and my writings. But I would say, yeah, you know when you asked me earlier, wait, what was your question? I think you asked me something like, do I reflect? Wait, do, can I see who I am? It doesn't matter. It, I think that was what you... What do, I do your point. paintings say
1: about you? What you? Oh, yeah, what yeah. do your
3: paintings say about you? Thank you. Like, I think my titles are that process. Right. Like, when I'm working and... It, titling can happen at any stage. It can happen in the middle of working or at the end or while after finishing the work but what's really important about them is that they are my associations with the work and I feel like they reveal a lot to me I reveal a lot to myself through titling my works
1: and afterwards they're titled after after you've painted them you don't know the title before you're going into the painting no I don't and do you like do you like the fact that they're cryptic for an audience, like there's one here that's called "There exist," as you said, earlier, there exists a glorious world." Its name, "The Land mm. of Sustainable Burdens," twenty twenty, or "Birthday Death Day," mm. twenty twenty. There's, there is a crypticness to oh, the yeah, titles, yeah. and yeah. you quite like an audience having to work that out.
3: I mean, honestly, it's I don't I don't think about an audience when I title my work.
1: Right. Nice. Yeah,
3: I I do it for myself. These are all very selfish paintings. <laughs> that are very open for people. I don't yeah, know, yeah, yeah. maybe that's...
2: a <laughs> Well, no, because Russell, Russell's coming from a different perspective anyway because he's an actor, so for yeah. him, the audience is there yeah. when he's performing. But I think when you're an artist, it's an incredibly private and intimate mm. and personal yeah. like, world in a way, so maybe
3: that's... Yeah, I, I have know. a chuckle at the things that come to mind when I'm making a <laughs> painting um, and the titles that come afterwards because, yeah, you're right, I'm quite crazy. <laughs> but,
2: <laughs> but i was gonna say about this work why was this because i believe this is the one that you're keeping for yourself is that right yes it is. which a i'm so happy you're doing and oh, i think every artist listening to this remember to keep some of your works back yes because otherwise they all just disappear and then they're never yours and i think yes. it's important to have that reference but this is my favorite painting in the show thank and you. there's something about the red in the top corner and i just can you speak about a bit about this work and what it means to you
3: um this painting yeah what should I speak about? Well, just, it... just why
2: you chose to keep this one. Oh, why like, I chose to
3: keep it? Yeah. I try to keep the paintings that surprise me. So I keep, I, if I can, um, I will hold back a work that, you know, really defined the rest of the works to follow. Um, I did the same with a painting called When Teddy Left, which, is in the RC, which was in my RCA degree show. Mm-hmm. And that painting is constantly in my studio. I can always see it um because because it surprised me it frustrates me because i don't get how it came about which might sound silly because i'm the person that made it but you'd be surprised when you really get sucked into something Mm. you you're not spectator to yourself
1: it's exposing right
2: right right um sometimes things can appear like apparitions and you're like how did that appear
3: yeah interesting so I kept this painting because it is the painting that helped me understand my of pa- enjoyment of pastels, mm-hmm. and it came before all of these. Um,
1: what came first I, can here we, can in, we, in this we, room? Can we
3: go up close to it?
2: Okay. Because I just wanted to, on this one, like the pastels, the way that you've actually used them, Pippi was talking about how you almost like pushed the paint across the canvas with the pastels. Is that... Because it yeah. sounds like such an interesting thing. I don't know, sorry, just on like a material um, level. But. So,
3: yeah, I just, honestly, I'm having a lot of fun when I was making it. Really, yeah. um, But it was the first time I enjoyed the involvement of pastel within a work. Um, so, yeah, the works will be wet and I can work into them, I can work afterwards. It is, it is. I think this work, it had a few different st- stages to it. It wasn't a one-hit painting. But actually, you know what is interesting, actually? The Underpainting painting of this work mm-hmm. was a work that i had started before lockdown that ah. that wasn't that was nowhere near becoming something yet um but it, i'd been to milan recently and uh, i don't know if you, can you see the stripes i got this amazing uh, skirt there and so i'd gotten back from milan and i was like oh this skirt is just on my mind um, there's something about the colors and and the patterning that I just want to bring in to the start of this work.
2: What, well, almost like a tartan or something?
3: No, no, no. It was a. It's just stripy, but it's knitted. Wow. And it is. Did you buy it? Of course, I bought it. The
1: <laughs> <laughs> so fashion is so important to you, isn't it? With your heard you work. Have, yeah, you have. With you your clothes hanging in the studio.
2: As yeah, well. yeah, yeah. You wear them, but you also involve them in the yeah, work. Yeah, I
3: do. And um, yeah. The it was a wonderful. It's, I think it was a Mew, Mew skirt. Yes, it was. Okay. Um. Makes and sense with Milan. It just, when, I, when I bought it, it, I was, you know, when you, it's just like when you go see a show and you can't stop looking at that one work. Yeah. I feel like that with clothes sometimes. Yeah. And, yeah they're just I just think they're a form of art as well 100% um, and we're exactly the same <laughs> also
2: like Mimi and Prada I think I think Mitra Prada is an artist he like, walked me around his yeah. Morant
1: today and then we to, we're trying on stuff and then Marnie as well he's like oh and I love bit,
3: Marnie yeah, right, love yeah. and
2: funnily enough this is the painting in the show that I kept going back to you know oh, you were really? talking about that thing oh, with, yeah.
1: the, with the skirt oh, yeah. that's what I had with this work yeah that's interesting. It's a fashion element. And you love a stripe, Rob.
3: I do love a stripe, yeah. <laughs> so, this pain, so, so I had started this, lockdown happened. Maybe I went somewhere else as well before lockdown that made I hadn't meant I, it was in a state where it's like 10, 20% done. Mm. Yeah. So, it hadn't really come into life yet. Yeah. And I just thought, you know what, let me use this as a base and see what comes out of it. So, it feels like a hybrid in some ways because it kind of reminds me of. Yeah, I was in Milan on the tw- in February yeah. and then that, the whole news came out about and the are. cases and, mm. and yeah, it, it's quite, it evokes something weird for me for that reason because I can see that palette from that skirt mm. every time I look at this so painting. Cool. Yeah.
1: I love that. Have you had a photograph in the skirt next to this painting?
3: No, I, I won't wear the skirt.
1: Oh, you won't wear the skirt? So you collect fashion...
3: Oh yeah, yeah, I kill it. I I might wear a cup, a few. Things. I, I own more clothes than I can wear, honestly. And I. But you treat
1: them like objects of art that you, but mm,
3: so like nice. display. Yeah.
1: You display them. Yeah. On like, hangers referenced... or on mannequins or.
3: On on hangers on the floor, on the side, <laughs> anywhere. I'm quite a messy person. I wouldn't say they're you know beautifully distributed around my space. <laughs> I
1: love that. But so you've I got do... an archive of like.
3: We're making one capsules. now because because I have so many, because the way I buy is not necessarily always to wear. Um, I buy, I collect clothes, I guess. I thought I, I, I thought. I understand I, that. I, yeah. and weirdly, I thought like, I was holding. I've never There's I, I so the many same seasons.
1: Thing. is like a capsule collection. Yeah. And you've got resort, then spring. But sometimes summer, I've, I've
2: bought jackets that I've never worn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that I love the fabric so yeah. much on it. And I remember Tracy Emin saying to me, like, you need to go and do a textiles degree because she was like, you keep posting zoom ins of your fabric.
1: And it, that's <laughs> how yeah. but I, and I totally yeah. relate to and that And cushions and rugs. And cushions and rugs
2: and yes. quilts and upholstery. So when
3: lockdown started, and I wasn't going shopping as, as much. I do most of my shopping abroad. um I started buying a lot of rugs, so now oh, really? I have a rug collection. I've got a, I've got a rug fetish as well. <laughs> but I have to admit, I the way I've only bought rugs from this one person, and he keeps sending me images. I'm like, I'm not going to buy another rug. I'm not going to buy another rug. And I'm like, oh, but the colours. And, and like, then I have to get another rug. Are so, they kind of like
1: Berber style, or are they? Yeah. Oh, wait, Berber, sorry. Berber style. So that kind like, of of, like Moroccan, thick kind of. Moroccan, yes, yes, yes. Because they have different markings through them. Don't exactly. Like, like
3: diamonds. So that and, you're, yeah. you're, the, the person that I buy them from is called Art Moroccan Berber. Right, <laughs> right, right. I have a lot of Moroccan rugs. Yeah.
1: They must you know, love you. There's
2: a, <laughs> there's a painter that I work with in, in America called Catherine Bernhardt, and she's based in St. Louis, yeah. and she's obsessed with Moroccan rugs, and yeah. she ended up marrying a guy whose family made all the Moroccan rugs. Oh, well. and, um, she had rug sales. And she has rug sales in New York. The so flying I should, I should put you in touch with her next yeah. time you're in New York. They're They're all She's wild. Well, no, you're burbers.
3: starting... My habit is bad. She well, well, would love you. your
2: we're paintings <laughs> <us>. <laughs> We're enablers.
1: Okay, well, okay. En- we are... Never apologise for enthusiasm. <laughs> we will enable your
2: enthusiasm. <laughs> we are going to enable <laughs> it. Yeah. Can, I,
1: can I just talk about your student days, how long ago that feels now, and how much of a journey you've been on, and, and what does it feel like being a success and how do you think that feels with your year and everything it's quite a
3: what do you mean by my question. year
1: well like people you're studying with.
3: oh I see um, wait how do I feel as
1: a st- what? I, I, what's my question what is, my question what? is like so when you, you all study together mm. you all come up together and mm. your kind of star is rising mm. did you feel when you were studying is there competition when you're studying as a student do you feel like support now do you feel like there's an element of something else
3: I feel quite of an. I don't know my my way of en- enjoying art school. Um, I was I felt like quite an outsider. I feel felt like the way I think, the way I do things is is a bit different. I don't mm. want to say completely different. And so, you know, and I think I'm quite self-absorbed when I'm working anyway. I think the. I think I'm I'm hesitant to say competition because I think we all we all motivate each other um even if that it can be described as rivalry I don't know but I wasn't competing with anyone um so you know I actually saw my friend the last week and she was saying to me that I haven't changed and that's amazing to her yeah and I think this was my thing at sc- at school as well I always the one thing I always protected was who I was or who I am and I didn't really let how art school culture can be quite define you yeah define me anyway so when I left school um I got on with it because I had a show coming up in six months all of a sudden but I wouldn't say that it felt the only thing I noticed is that I wasn't seeing people as much I wasn't Yeah, and I miss my friends a lot and feeling like I could just go out and just do... Because I wanted the paint instead. I wanted it to be a good show. Um, But I don't know how people felt towards me. You know, Mm. I think everyone has their own way of, you know, relating to a friend that's doing well or someone you know that's doing well. And I hope that it's only positive because I think we should all celebrate each other. I don't know... Yeah, and, like,
2: like help bring up your yeah, friends as well and exactly. like support them yeah, yeah. my Amazing. friends
3: can come to the gallery they can you know my some of my friends have met pippi like it's i they sure. come to cologne and met gisela capitan as yeah, well like yeah, it's yeah. not i'm not someone to cut people off at no, all no, 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 no. yeah
2: you're, in, you're trying to include everybody with you yeah if well, I, I can, can. That's nice yeah That's and what, great what about when you went to japan then because i heard it was quite an isolating experience initially oh yeah and then you kind of embraced
1: like being there and you kind Dress, of. Dressing up, you embrace the fashion. Yeah, of, but I love
2: yeah. this
3: idea. Because yeah. you,
1: Zuku, you
3: I love did, did you grow
2: up in South London first? And no, then,
3: I grew up in East London where okay. it's like East London. Else? In Ilford. Ilford, I okay. Ilford. Yeah. My mum's
1: from Milford. Your mum's from Ilford. I was Ilford. born in Romford.
3: You're born in Romford. Yep. My family's
1: right. all in Billericke now. They moved a bit further out into the yeah. green, greener bits. But Harold Wood, Romford was wow, my, yeah. my yeah. end. And now kid. they
3: live in Seven Kings. So I was in Ilford yeah. and Seven Kings yeah. growing up. Yeah.
1: Good Maze, Seven Kings. Yeah, Milford, Good Maze. Forest Gate, Maryland, yeah, yeah, Stratford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow.
3: Stratford. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, this is like a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I like to see in some kid, ride in that train. I
1: spent so much train rage on that line because it would always be like. Yeah. I did that once.
2: Coming to see you oh. and we stopped at about 15 <laughs> yes. stops and I was like I've never done yeah. this before so yeah. you went from Ilford to Japan oh no
1: <laughs> again that,
3: that's <laughs> what, what, a what, big what leap
2: a,
1: what a leap yeah <laughs> Ilford Japan
3: um, this, is, this is
1: really similar culture
3: I went from Ilford to the sleigh to RCA and through RCA to Japan right but oh, I yeah. had been to Japan once before I did that exchange uh-huh. um and I think that contributed to how what I expected from myself um but yeah japan was a really that trip in particular in particular being there for 4 months i think it was um revealed a lot to me about myself and my own frustrations with the world myself and yeah i think i've defined it now i think i've realized that i don't like the world's pace to hold me back if that makes sense i think that we are caught up in a lot of discussions about things that I wish had healed by now. And sometimes mm. I, I just want to be me mm. and not let the shackles hold me down in whatever way that might mean um, to people. But, uh, wait, where was I going with this? I've Japan. Lost... Oh yeah, Japan. So, but when I was there, I remember expecting to enjoy it because I'd been before. I, have a, I had good experience with, with the language then. It's better now. You and... Can you speak Japanese? Maybe.
1: Will you give us a little bit of (laughs) Mm
3: Japanese? No. (laughs) None, no. Um, (laughs) I'm embarrassed. I haven't heard it. I don't blame you, I'd be embarrassed. I haven't spoken it in, like, when did I last go? I don't even remember. January. I last was there in January, and Mm. I think. You know, I'd never, I wouldn't say I'm fluent to the point that we can have a business conversation, but I can make conversations. Yeah, small talk. And I can, and I can have a conversation with someone in Japanese. I that's, make mistakes, but I think you need to make them to learn it. That's so impressive. You so just, you just get on with it. But I think the reason why I'm nervous is because I think it's important to still have a teacher. And I haven't done, like, studied with someone in eight months, so I just feel a bit... Okay. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to pressure you. <laughs> so how, how long were you actually there? Um, which time? I've been, like, seven times. Oh, okay. I yeah. did realise that many times. Wow. The
1: time that you embraced the Harajuku oh, yes. style. Yes, that's
3: where we were going. That's where we were going with this. Um, yeah, so when I was there during my exchange, um, and I had expectations because I could speak the language a bit, and I'd been before. I was like, I've got this. And then, you know, homesickness kicked in um and also pressure to it i pressured myself to enjoy it but i actually became quite down i had a great array of friends there but um i just didn't know how to feel comfortable mm. and you know people might think oh is it because you felt like an outside, outsider like even racially but actually you know what in japan i love it because everyone's a foreigner whether you're white black brown it doesn't matter you are still an outsider and it's the first time I've been a, an outsider with everyone else yeah, too yeah, so yeah, I yeah. I love that element of it but um but I felt like I I felt frustrated at myself because I started spending those money I was like I have to change it's not the way like I, you is it <laughs> <laughs> I have had to change my fashion and at the time as a student then i did not have money to spend i remember thinking oh no I've got to call daddy again i remember feeling uncomfortable and i didn't know how to feel comfortable in myself i wanted to enjoy it but i wasn't enjoying it which frustrated me which made me buy more things yep. and then i Rob, was
1: <laughs> you know this really
3: <laughs> and then i was noticing myself doing this and then being harsh on myself for it as well yep. so i just went down hill with like maybe my mental health we can say it now but Mm. yeah i i was quite upset whilst i was there but also enjoying it at the same time and i think it was also because i was experiencing this and i was making paintings that i hated as well they were a really good stepping stone but at at the time when i was there i was like oh my god i've got to go back to the RCA and graduate in five months and I'm making work that does not even say anything to me right now. Um,
1: How do you feel about that work now and is it still around?
3: Is it still around? It might be rolled up in my studio somewhere.
1: And you haven't looked at it since?
3: No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> but, um, um, but yeah, but then I met, but then my tutor took me to, or he wasn't my tutor actually, um, he was one of the tutors on the course. Um, he actually shows with Takayoshi Gallery. I'm going to... Gosh, because I call him Hoki-sensei. I keep forgetting what his full name is, but I think it's Nobuya Hoki-sensei. I'm really Mm -hmm. sorry if it's not. Um, But he um, took me to his studio with another one of my um, peers, and he has his personality is is contagious. Infectious. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember being in, in his studio, and I was thinking, wow, these paintings make so much sense with who you are. And I was like, I wanna do that. I wanna see myself because I, don't, I can't see myself at all um, in the midst of this downward spiral that I was experiencing. And and that's when I started thinking a lot about character and I've always loved paint. You'll find me like touching my paints and you think I'll be in a relationship with my paintings the way I caress, <laughs> caress them. But um, <laughs> But I remember thinking, I want my paintings to reveal more to me and be more me. How do you make a painting that's really yours? Um, That was like my goal. And, but it didn't, this sounds like a romantic story, but after that, I just went further (laughs) down and got more upset. I was like, but it's not easy, is it? It's not easy to do, how can, especially because I didn't know myself at the time. Mm -hmm. And then, It got to the end, and I locked myself in my room for three days. I think I watched Girls, um, the series. Love Girls. Good Good choice. And I started drawing, and I was drawing um, whilst watching the series. I was going back and forth between the series, and everything that was going to the drawings were the things that I was most frustrated that I had let myself, or no, that's the wrong way to put it, the things that i had latched onto in order to comfort myself that were now frustrating me mm. i just was like i'm putting them all in these drawings all in these drawings <laughs> and you know i actually it's funny that this show is has come f- from hundreds of drawings not as in the paintings come from the drawings but they were the starting point mm. um because before the, that trip to japan i barely drew as well <laughs> and they become yeah.
1: the foundation of your practice <laughs> i
3: i don't know if they're the foundation or they just are p- a part of it yeah. because i still paint the way i used to i still it's always intuitive or extinctual to some degree you know i just leap for it i paint when i need to the most but when i was doing these drawings and you know and i was watching the series and i was pausing the series and going back to this series i one of the things I used to get infrat- uh, frustrated by by myself was how distracted I am. I can't focus on one thing. And then I remember, what, but then when I was doing this, when I was going back and forth, I came out with 30 drawings in a language that I didn't even realize existed because wow. I wasn't really you know, thinking about it oh, too brilliant. much. And I was just like, well, there I am. And then wow. I thought, you know what, this thing that I thought was a problem might be actually something to embrace. And so I got back to the RCA and I was like, I'm just going to jump into my paintings like I jump into my drawings and I'm going to work faster. I'm not going to work slower, I'm going to work faster because I think fast and I can't concentrate longer <laughs> than is necessary. That. So, and then I started to think, wow, have I been beating myself up for being me? defining things as flaws, because the world makes me feel like, you know, there are things that are good and bad. No. Well, yeah, that's what was happening. And I was like, I'm going to reject all of that. Why do we live in this binary world where it's like either or, you know? And once I started to celebrate the things I thought were flaws, I really this is how my painting career (laughs) started, if you want to call it a career. Mm. Yeah. Inspiring. That's so beautiful.
2: Inspiring. Thank you for sharing that. Because I think that's such an interesting thing, though, as an artist, that you sometimes, like, people have to hit almost like a rock bottom or something. Mm. Like you try to make your hit work, pit, and you, and it might me. not feel like you yet. Mm. But it can happen. You just have to sort of yeah. keep going. I think cause, Oh, that's a beautiful story, though. Thank I
1: God you have. Know. Yeah. So we ask every guest that comes on two very important questions, which you should know. Yes,
3: I do. So, yeah, yeah. As, as a, a listener, I love
2: that. The first <laughs>
1: question we ask is, if you could do an art heist, if you could steal any work of art in the world, whatever it is, wherever it is, whoever's got it, you can have one. it for yourself, I'm what so would be in why? I'm so
3: frustrated at myself. Sorry, I interrupted your question, because no, I know it. <laughs> but... Is that why you're frustrated? no, no you interrupted I'm frustrated, me. because I think it was, like, the other week I was listening to... I don't know which one it was, but maybe it was Ganteng. No, it doesn't matter. But I was thinking, oh, I know it's going to come up. I should decide now. <laughs> yeah. But I, because I was listening whilst I was painting, I forgot in an instant and I just got on with the painting. <laughs> and now I haven't thought of my answer. I am like, oh. That's I, ha- okay. I had a chance. Let me have a think now. In any collection around the world? Anything. It can be
1: anything. Is it, is it a anything. painting? Yeah, it can be. It, can be, it, it be doesn't building. even have to be an artwork. It could be, it could be like be a, a temple in something Japan. Something that you would could steal oh. and take
2: home. Whoa. And you it can be giant or tiny, or
3: uh, mm, mm. oh dear, do I have time to think. Or it them? could be
2: fabric. It could be Jada's dancing a dress. at the moment while you're. <laughs> <all right. laughs> It's gr- a beautiful... You're grinding your legs into the floor. Well, beautiful performance. It's got to
1: come to me. Your Doc
2: Martens as well. I love those.
3: Oh, thank you. I have two pairs of these. They're killer.
1: <laughs> of course you do. You can't just have one. Yes, no, no, you <laughs> can't yeah. just have one.
3: No, no, you've got to have your studio ones in your... Yeah, you need oh, a studio yeah. ones. Yeah, you need yeah. your best
1: ones and your work ones. Yeah. Absolutely, yes.
3: Although these are becoming... Well, let's ask the next question while you're thinking Yeah, let me have a think.
2: The other question we ask every guest is, which is actually going to be quite challenging for you, I think, is what is your favourite colour? Green. Oh, it oh, wasn't
1: straight
3: in.
2: Yeah. Wow, why? <laughs> why green?
3: It's been my favourite colour.
1: <laughs> so is this, so this green one here, this yeah. stained glass window? Style yeah, that looks like, like a
2: stained
3: glass window. That one. That's yeah, what we're talking about. Is that one of your favourites in I the seen... show? Oh, I don't like things just because they're green. Right. So. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. What you ask me, what my favourite in the show is now? No, 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 no. Wait, no we're going so back your to the Let's go back okay, yeah. to the yeah. My favourite colour is green, and that hasn't changed since I was a kid. When I was like three, I no, I'm going to get the age wrong, but I had a favourite green coat. As a kid, and it's it was green. It's a fashion yeah. again. Yeah, I, yeah, that's never changed. And it's funny because people would say, oh, purple must be your favourite colour, or pink is your favourite colour because you use them so much. Mm-hmm. But my favourite colour isn't the one that I use the most. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I haven't thought about that one yet. But green, 100%. Amazing. That has never changed.
1: And is, is the first painting you made from this series in this room and is the last painting you made in this series in this room?
3: Mmm, what was it? Mm-mm. No, not the last. Mmm, first? Mm. no, not the first. Not the first. Yeah. Not
1: the first or the last. No. So we've got all the middles.
3: you got all the middles. <laughs> That's
1: the best bit, isn't it?
3: The filling, we've got the filling. Yeah,
2: exactly. I imagine the last would be... Inspire, informing the your next, next series so in yeah. a way the last shouldn't be in here mm-hmm. but the first in a weird way could be in here because there was a painting under that one which is like mm. a pre-lockdown painting oh yeah so in a sense it's there yeah. kind of and again it's the one you kept that's true i'm so happy you kept that
1: so i <laughs> hope i get to come and to your <laughs> studio one day
3: and
2: yes. see it there I and love will it. you
1: answer then do you have a favorite in this show
3: do i have a favorite in this show no, I think it changes all the time. What is it but today? But recently, I can't stop looking at this small red one. I, I was here, the, this one here, uh, Vital yes. Abundance, mm-hmm. because, I don't know, recently I just noticed a lot more about it. Do I have a favourite? Wait. Mm-hmm. I want to say the favorite's the one I kept, but that's not true either. I that's love them all forms. equally, like mm. my own children.
2: I, I, I get that, though, because <laughs> I feel like... They are. I think. I think you would shift with them as well. Yeah. Like they are. They're all great, really.
1: Well, I think all of our listeners are going to absolutely fall in love with you and be inspired by you. Yeah, we and, we, and, we, love you. we love you. I'm so glad follow, we've met. Follow Honestly, you, follow your trajectory as it soars and, soars and I'm soars. I'm a big
3: fan of you two, though. Like, thank you so much for coming yeah. on. Yeah. I didn't answer your question though and I haven't thought what, about it. What one was that? The one where you asked me about my art house. Yeah, but it could be like a, oh yeah. It could
2: be an item of clothing. Is there like an item of clothing you love? Or a what? An item of clothing. Who's like your favourite designer? Or, oh,
1: it could like be like anything. an Alexander McQueen like outfit or
3: oh, you know what? I even sometimes I think for how much I love fashion, I don't know a massive amount of it. Either. If you
1: could only be dressed in one brand for the rest of your life by design <laughs> and you, you That's a horrible question, what would it Russell. Be? It would be
3: Marnie. Really? Marnie. Yeah, I love Marnie. This coat's Marnie.
1: That, your sweater's Marnie, isn't it?
2: Uh, no. Yeah, it every Bill time Morant? I go no, abroad. No, this is wrong. But I, I used yeah. to, I, he, I have wardrobes. So much full yeah. of Marnie. Yeah, it's my
3: favourite. I got to go to their um, show in Milan.
2: I went as well. Oh, not, you not, 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 No, not the same one as you, but yeah. I, I used to go when Consuelo Castiglione was running oh. it, which he she was the still there. Out
1: of any male... On Marnie in this country, they used to give him perks and fly in places. Because wow. I was like
2: the biggest customer, because I was obsessed for about a decade. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, now it's run by um, a different guy. But uh, I love Marnie. I mean, Marnie's just Marnie
3: most. just is. That that's the one thing I collect the most, I'd say. So
1: maybe your coveted art heist is Marnie going forwards forever.
3: The keys. Um, the, everything un- they make, the keys to everything they own, give <laughs> yes. it to me.
1: No, the Empire. You want the Marnie Empire, basically.
2: <laughs> oh, no, but there was an artist. The artist you mentioned earlier, you wanted one of her paintings.
1: You've got one.
3: Oh, oh you have yeah, got, got one, got though. One, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then sometimes I think the things I want aren't things, but to meet people. Oh, but who? then I've met them too now.
1: Yeah, so but who who, who met
3: Laura Owens? Uh, and that was really wonderful. Where did you meet her? Um, in LA, I went with my friends for a trip, and then um, my German gallery, Gisela Capitan, put me in touch, and that's when we met the first time. And then she came to my studio last year for freeze. No wow. and that was really wonderful.
1: So that's an art hero, then.
3: One of yes, yes, yeah, that's great.
2: Sure. I love Laura Owens. I right? think she's one of the greats. Yeah, of our time. she is. Yeah.
3: Amazing.
2: Yeah, really amazing. And I think she's a really good person.
3: I'm a big fan.
1: So, Jade, what is next for you? Uh,
3: well, in March, I have my show with Takeshi Gallery. 2021, March 2021.
1: Oh, yeah, March
3: 2021. Yeah. Um, yes, with them. It'll be my first show with them since I started working with them but then i have the biannual as well that got postponed the liverpool biannual yes yeah so is liverpool. that new work for that show or is um, that... it's actually loaned work but i'm going to be making one work for it as well oh, good and then and then i have not sure which order i have the a uh, show with Hepworth Wakefield. Why? Wow. Wow. Yeah, this it, is all next year. Autumn 2021. 2021. That's 2021. A bit, You've
1: got a busy year coming up. And
3: then Wade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I have ICA Miami as well. Wow. A solo
1: up. there.
3: Oh. Uh, in their project space, yeah
1: wicked I that's going to be incredible
3: is... <laughs> yeah it's a busy year coming and up how cool
2: you're going to do a show in tokyo i know
3: i'm so excited she's amazing gallery yeah. that is
2: so yeah. many episodes of tall art you're going to be listening to well. while you're making all
1: them paintings <laughs> oh
3: you gotta make more you gotta i'm gonna catch up at some we've point. we've recorded
2: Absolutely. another 15 or something there's lots more coming <laughs> yes, less, <so>. less <laughs> less yeah we're gonna keep you in we are we are obsessed
1: with fashion and painting as you we are obsessed with tall car as you are with fashion and painting so it's compulsive yeah
2: well, thank you so thank much. You. For everybody <laughs> listening um, to this podcast, you can visit our Instagram at TalkArt, where you will find images of all the paintings that we are currently surrounded by. And um, are you on Instagram? Oh, yes, I um, am. what is your hashtag? Not it's hashtag, sorry. What is your handle? My name Handel. is, is Jade
3: Fadagissimi. No space, no accent. That's
2: it. Jade, thank you we love you and um, it's actually been amazing to spend sort of three hours yeah. sat with your paintings we it been
3: three hours That's was yeah, great we, we got three here... hours no. well this oh, has oh, been no, an I hour i conversation I'm like what <laughs> no. oh yes.
1: it's like three o'clock in the morning out there we've missed, <laughs> we missed the curfew everyone's like they're coming to get
3: us everyone's gone <laughs> home um, no, <laughs> anyway great. we're going to do some pictures now
1: for the content yeah. And, yeah
2: we'll be back very soon right. thanks for listening bye
3: everyone. bye bye, bye. bye. <laughs>
1: You've been listening to Talk Art with Robert Diamond and Russell Toby.
2: Follow us on Instagram at Talk Art, where you can view images of all artworks discussed in today's episode, with music by Jack Northover.
1: Subscribe to Talk Art at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts.
2: Give us a rating and write us a comment. Thanks for listening.
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?